Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the CrazeCast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you close to the action. My name is Roxy and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay and Amber. Hello. Hi. To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze. Uh, before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that helped make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle Stewart, Mian, and Brienne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash magazine to check out all the perks that we have for our members. So uh, how, how was everybody's week? I don't know about you guys, but this was the longest week of my life in the worst way. Roxy, that's because... Mercury and Mars are both in retrograde right now. Yeah, and it, it was the time of the month at the same time, so I've just been suffering for many days. That's Enjoying. awful. It's getting finally cold here. Like, I can wear sweaters, so I'm glad about that because I'm just like, yay, I can layer again. <laughs> Today, it's like 50 degrees outside and rainy, so I just don't want to do anything. That's a mood. Um, this week has been fun. I'm currently uh, staring at a mountain of lollipops that I'm going to turn into ghosties for my students. And I climbed some rocks today. Speaking of ghosty lollipops, uh, we all know what time of year it is. We are right in the middle of spooky season. And uh, when this episode goes up, it is is spooky time. When this episode goes up, uh, it will be, I believe, the day before Halloween uh, 2020. Heck yes. Everybody loves spooky season. We thought it would be a great idea to uh, discuss some of the great traditions uh, around Halloween when it comes to the K-pop space. We can't talk about Halloween in K-pop without talking about SM's legendary Halloween party. Yes, for any, any new fans or people that are, you know, not as familiar, SM Entertainment has been notorious for many, many years for their Halloween parties and for their idols to show up in some of the most bananas costumes like possible. I'm looking at the 20, I went back far. I went back to 2018 for their costumes. And like, that is the year that I believe, who went as Voldemort? Cause I can't tell. That was Key. Key is known for being outlandish. He is my favorite person, okay? Like I don't even stand shiny, but I watched some clips of like a, uh, I think it was an Instagram live that he did since he got back from the military. And like, this man is a treasure. He just calling people out left and right. We love him. Yeah, he has some of the most iconic. I think he stands out. I, how does he not win costume of the year every single year? Because we have what, Ronald McDonald, Marge. He did Voldemort at one point. It's because he has to compete with Ted now. No, but... uh. He actually, when he went as Ronald McDonald, was that in 2015 or 2016? I don't remember what year it was, but um, he actually became like a viral meme because there's a picture of him like with the wig taken off where like it looks like the soul has left his body. That classic meme. Oh my God. I just, now that you see it make it round, makes, make its rounds, my goodness, throughout Twitter. And it's just like, you're not even a K-pop stand, but I'm going back and like looking at old photos because SM Town has them on their Instagram. And I'm just like, holy crap. It's crazy. Like whole groups go as like 
NCT Dream in 2017 went as the Smurfs, and we love that. Can we talk about Chanyeol renting or, like, using the $3,000 uh, Iron Man suit? <laughs> I love that. Wait, in 2019, didn't Kia go as a cutout last year? Yeah, they brought the cutout of the Voldemort costume. I'm just like, it's so legendary. And I'm like, how do you get an invite to this party besides being in SM town? Like, yeah, I was going to say you, you are an idol for SM. That's as far as I've seen. And I'm like, I'm looking at other things and I'm just like, holy crap, this is cool. I wonder if they're going to do it this year just because all of the COVID restrictions. We are at level one though. So there's no internal or external restrictions like you just gotta have a mask on besides sm though uh, i feel like every group sort of does their special thing on halloween most of the times you will see um a group release you know a dance practice in full costume um and those are fun every year do you guys have any favorites i will go ahead and start and say one of my favorite things um is actually what ats did because they debuted just a few days before halloween the zombie uh, busking that they did yeah, in 2018, um, they were, I assume they're in Hongdae, they're busking. Um, but there's a whole video where they perform Pirate King um, in zombie attire, and it's actually, like, really cool. And they recently have become, like, noticed for their Halloween stages. Like, they did a really scary version of Wonderland last year, and it freaks me out every time I watch it, because they move at the end, like, they all die and then like the weird contorted movements that some of them make and I'm just like bro they all had a little bit of a different costume last year didn't they I mean it was all like the undead sort of thing but like San was um was that super spooky girl from a spooky like horror movie I don't remember what he was I do remember that I was like really confused looking at their costumes this year their Halloween costumes this year, which if you watched Port of Call, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm talking about. Songwa takes the damn cake this year. You might want to enlighten us for those who weren't able to watch. Imagine like one of, I'm trying to think of a, he went like kind of like a clown this year. And the way they styled him with like the eye mark and the like the bright lenses. I'm completely blanking out on those words. And, like, the way he just, like, his expressions and how he, like, emoted throughout the performance, you're like, what the freak, Sungwa? Sungwa, I don't like talking about Sungwa because I have, it, it, he confuses me and my feelings a lot of the time, so I can, like, imagine perfectly what you mean because his stage presence is absolutely off the grid, but he's, like, an anxious wine mom in real life. We love that, though. That's the greatest description of Sungwa I've ever heard. I love it. Now I can't see him. Like, now I can't unsee him holding a wine <laughs> He literally is. If you ever see him running around with the rest of ATs, he's just, he's just, he's worried and he wishes he was drunk. And I mean, I think we can all relate to that <laughs> on a certain level. If I had to hang out with ATs all the time, I may want to be drunk. Because those boys look crazy. I could never. Okay, so on the topic of the spooky costumes, so we talked about ATs. BTS has been known for their Halloween versions. Usually they either come out around Halloween or sometimes they drop the costume versions during Festa. 
Yes, that's true. I think um, at least the one that I'm most familiar with when you bring that up is the uh, War of Hormone one. That one uh, was a weird time. I only say that because uh, Yoongi was dressed up as Chucky and I hated everything about it. And then Jin was like, I don't know if he was a generic pirate, but he was just acting drunk all the time. Uh, the one that sticks out for me for BTS is the 21st Century Girl one. Only because that's one of my favorite B-sides. And then I can't get over Jungkook being in the bunny suit. And I'm like, it's so fitting. I Who's in it. the, is that like celery? Was that G-Men? Whatever the yeah. fuck that <laughs> the cabbage. Is. Yeah, cabbage. The cabbage. The Napa cabbage. And I'm like, where did you get these? And it's right about that time as we start seeing photos pop up on our timeline of idols dressing up. I know I was scrolling today and I saw some stuff from like Jimin and like a few other people. And I'm just like, whoa. I really love, you know, that we get special stages like this because like as you become an adult, you sort of don't have the opportunity to celebrate things like you used to as a child. So like seeing idols dress up and just like being able to experience that always brings some joy to my heart and god knows in 2020 we need some more goddamn joy in this world here here wait speaking of going on a little tangent are any of you guys doing halloween this year yes because i live in korea and we can do that i mean i carved pumpkins last night with my friends does that count yes i think so i don't have any actual plans to do anything on halloween night maybe hand out some candy because I really hope that kids are able to, you know, still do that. Socially distanced, COVID-friendly trick-or-treating. I wonder how that would go. Well, at least in my case, I would assume, like, putting a bowl of candy away from me and then just making sure the kids don't take 1,800 pieces of it. I think, like, um, if I don't, because I don't think we're doing Halloween this year, like, passing out-wise, but um, if I was to pass out it would probably be in like you know instead of just grabbing straight from the bowl I would just if I had the time I would put it in little baggies and just like just take one just take one <laughs> don't want to deal with anything else though um I did I was talking to somebody what they're doing for their socially distance thing is that they have a candy shoot so they have like a tube outside the and they're going to connect it to the inside of the house so they just push the candy down so the kids can just take it from the bottom. I was like, oh, that's cool. But no Halloween plans for me either. Maybe just watching movies. Speaking of that, uh, do you uh, guys have any like spooky movies or dramas that you enjoy? I mean, I really like Train to Busan. It's a great zombie movie during this time of the year. And the second one was pretty good too. I, okay, Train to Busan killed me emotionally. And I don't think I can go through that again. Without spoilers, like, the you guys know the scene I'm talking about, right? Yes. I have never cried that hard in my life. And, like, I don't think I could do it again. I think I've watched Train to Busan a couple of times now. So it doesn't hurt as much. But, yeah, definitely for, like, the zombie thriller vibe, then, yes, I, I would put that on just because I'm like, yes. And for me, I can't do scary movies at all. I can't do zombie movies. Like, I am the biggest wuss. Um, but the Train to Busan was, like, probably one of the only zombie movies that I sat through without cowering in fear. I know one thing, like, Korean spooky movies fuck me up more than the American spooky movies do. And I think it's because Korea likes to do psychological horror. And I, I'm a little bitch when it comes to that. I think that American movies can get a little campy too, like in the horror genre, like you can tell if something is kind of 
I don't know if unrealistic is the right word. I think Asian horror movies in general from like different parts of Asia are scarier than American movies, to be honest. They, there's an element that they do in Asia that I'm like, this, this is fucked up. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch this. I know I've recently learned that The Ring is actually based out of Japan. Because, fun fact, guys, ghosts in Korea don't look like the ghosts that we're used to in, like, Western countries. They're, like, women in long white dresses with hair that covers their face. Like, it looks like the, the chick from The Ring. Oh, I was going to say The Grudge also. Uh, I know we're getting a little off topic, but uh, there is a Filipino superstition, and um, they call it the white lady. So it, it's very similar to that there where, like, it's a lady in all white, and she walks the grounds of things, and if you see her, oh, fuck that. <laughs> and then the last time I was in the Philippines, like, I don't know exactly what happened, but, like, one of my cousins got spooked, and they said at one point they saw the white lady passed by the house. I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, please don't. I'm still young. I have such a vivid imagination. Let's not do this today, please. Thanks. Before, like, we get off topic, I did want to talk about a drama that I think is, like, perfect for a spooky season. Uh, But it's definitely more of a psychological horror sort of thing. It's called Save Me. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Um, The lead actress is So Yeji. And her counterpart is uh, Ok Takyun from 2PM. And Wu Dohuan is also in it um, as like another, it's not, it's not like, there's not like a love triangle or anything, but it's like two main male characters and then one female. But it's a story about a girl um, who her family moves into like a, a religious camp that's definitely a cult. Um, like the first scene freaked me out so bad because they show you inside the church when they're having a ceremony and like everybody's like speaking in tongues and flailing all over the place and like it's horrifying in like the most sort of like real way if that makes sense because you know we all know about how freaking scary cults can get and it was a very realistic depiction of like people's minds getting all fucked up over it and um basically the story is about this girl um trying to escape from this cult um because you know they won't let her out and both of her parents are super brainwashed and um she meets these boys and they sort of help break her out so a lot of the there's not like jump scares but you know that creepy feeling where like it's dead silent and somebody is skulking through somewhere trying to get out and, like, you know some shit's about to go down. There's a lot of that that goes on in it. So, like, it's a really good good time for spooky season. Ooh, ooh, speaking of K-dramas, Oh My Ghost with Park Bo Young. That one. That is, that's a good one to watch during Halloween, too. We love ghost. We love cute ghosty dramas. Yeah, that one's more. I watched the first episode only, but I feel like that one's pretty lighthearted. It, it's lighthearted. I don't want to give out too much spoilers, but, like, once it gets into like the main plot of it, I'm like, oh shit, this is actually kind of like a murder mystery thriller. So I was just like, oh, okay. It's still cute, but it has that other plot involved with the ghost. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm actually here for this. I like this. I'm sad it's not on Netflix anymore because I usually watch it. They took it. it off? Yes, they did. They have, I think it's the Taiwanese version now. They remade it, so... I I watched the first episode on Netflix. I can't believe they took that out from under me before I had a chance to get to it. 
Well, uh, let me relook at, but I know like the last time I haven't seen it in a while on Netflix. So I think they did take it out. So like when it comes to other K-pop stuff, what music videos do you think of for Spooky Season? Vix's Voodoo. Voodoo doll. Voodoo doll. I was going to say it. (laughs) It's just like the first time I watched that, it fucked me up. I was like, damn, K-pop, you scary. Especially the uncensored version because there are two versions of it. There's the more tame one, but the uncensored version shows, (laughs) like in the very beginning, stapling skin together and shit because like we just have to go that far a little bit more of a light-hearted one is peekaboo by red velvet is it really more light-hearted though because <laughs> they're murdering sound, people in terms of sound yes <laughs> but compared to what you see a voodoo doll it's a bit more light-hearted um for me i always think of orange caramel just because of the costumes that they're always in um, Aang and Catalina were my top two favorites from them. And so it's just like, oh, we don't get girl groups dressing up like this anymore. Bring it back. By the way, Roxy, it's still on Netflix. Killer. I also want to bring up, I have to bring up my horror queen's Dreamcatcher. For those that don't know, their debut track, Chase Me, uh, the music video is actually strong homage to uh, The Shining. So the girls represent ghosts that are haunting this guy. And there's like the iconic scene of like the twins in the hallway. It's really cool. So uh, one of our writers, Gigi, she also compiled a list of like spooky music videos. I forgot. We're in their month, technically. It's Twice-tober. Twice is known for doing dressing up as well for their Halloween stuff. So I'm just like, oh, yay. TT was one of my favorites. Ua had the zombies. The- what was the other one? Was it Cheer Up where they d- dressed up as movies? They do the movies. Um, they did that also for What is Love, I believe. They do the movies that way. But uh, yeah, their debut song, like Ua, was like a straight up zombie apocalypse sort of concept. Definitely. I was about to bring that up. I was like, they threw the zombies in right out the gate. Throwing it back to a classic October style music video is Monster by Big Bang. And I'm taking it directly from Gigi's article. Um, She says that if Met Gala happened in October, um, this is what I'd expect the dress code to be. And she's referencing the looks that are seen in the Big Bang music video. All the lip rings, the smoky, dark makeup. Who was it that had the horns? Was it Taehyung that had the horns in the music video? Another classic, more lighthearted one, but it still has to be brought up. Um, me and actually just covered this one in an artist highlight. It's uh, Shiny's Married to the Music. It could, I guess it could be any sort of party, but it has a very like Halloween sort of um, aesthetic to it, especially considering, you know, like Minho gets dead ass lit on fire for no reason. That's a classic though. <laughs> and then Key's head getting severed and it just slides off. And I'm like, huh? That effect unnerved me in a in a way that I have a hard time explaining because it's not like it was gory it was just gross (laughs) right it's just like it's still the main scene that sticks out the most to me from that music video do you guys remember jackpot I was just about to talk about jackpot it was still one of my favorite songs that they've ever done to though the The freaking clown I don't do clowns heck no it reminds me, Jackpot reminds me of like, I don't know if any of you guys played Left 4 Dead 2, but there was a, 
a stage where you basically had to go through a carnival, like an abandoned carnival that was full of zombies. That's kind of like the vibe I get from Jackpot. It makes it even worse, though, when they, like, try to make it funny. And I'm just like, no, please don't. Or my favorite part is the end where Kim Seido inflicts the mom. And they're, like, running after her. That's, like, probably one of my favorite parts in that music video. It's not technically super spooky, but very good from Block B. Also had the clown mask. and Yes, funny the heist. heist. Yeah, that one was a good one, too. It's not necessarily a spooky music video, but if you want something that's going to, like, fuck your brain up, G-Dragon's coup d'etat. Like, he stares at himself as a child, and then he's, like, dead in one scene, and then the weird trees, I'm just like, what the hell? I, okay, I, I can't believe we forgot about this, but Boyfriend, Witch. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Uh, newer K-pop fans are going to have no idea who Boyfriend is because they essentially, like, died in, what, like, 2015? I mean, they had, like, a comeback. I think they officially disbanded last year? Yeah, but they hadn't really been doing anything. I think uh, one of the main guys was on... Which which program did he do? He did one of those, like, idol reboots. When Boyfriend was around, they were Starship, right? They were Starship before yeah. um, Monster X. They did a lot of um, sort of innovative, like, intense concepts that we see that are more popular today. But uh, one that everybody references is the song, um, it is called Witch, right? Are you, do you mean Bounce? No. Um, Bounce, is, Bounce does uh, Alice in Wonderland stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the song Witch, they are all vampires, essentially. And the main girl in the video is, uh, like, a vampire slayer. That one is, like, super good for spooky season. Super classic. It's not necessarily really spooky, per se, but there's a lot of, like, goth and up in that realm of darker clothing. I guess, would they be considered witches? I don't know. Um, 21's It Hurts music video. They're in, like, the Met Gala spooky time yeah it's like the more avant-garde kind of look but i'm just like i really like this one it's a darker look for 21 at the time so it's just like oh okay so i was i'm surprised i forgot this one because this is quintessential halloween is b2b's thriller yes you see baby b2b like ilhoon looks like he's 12 that's how far back we're going but it's isn't like, he still 12 shut up Leave him alone. <laughs> He's my favorite. I know. I like Ilhoon. Hold up. No, 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 no. Uh, the one music video that comes to mind. Epic Highs Don't Hate Me music video. With the little kids dressing up and they're wrecking havoc on the supermarket. That one's probably one of my other favorite spooky, fun Halloween releases that they've done. Oh my god. Speaking of Vix, I completely forgot about the creeptastic. Um, Hakyun came out with Last Fantasia. With the, like, dancing dolls. Do you guys know this one? I don't, but I hate the sound of it. Um, like, he's in, like, a white, like, shirt with, like, blood stains, and he's got, like, dolls dressed up, like, in black that look like, the dancers look, like, entranced or something, and I'm just like, <gasps> I remember this. It came out, like, I think shortly after, um, Voodoo Doll did. There's another one I was blanking on. Oh, not a music video, but... I don't, did you guys watch Road to Kingdom? I didn't, but I know about it. So, 
Pentagon and who did they partner with? I think it was ONF. Hang on, let me confirm this, but they did a really cool kill this love stage. And it's like a spooky ghost in there. Um, the like the way it's it's very horror-esque in the way it's like rearranged and designed. And I'm just like, can I get a studio version of this? I'm trying to look. Uh I I was thinking about another group. Um, you guys remember history? Yes. History disbanded in like 2016, but um they did like one of the strongest thirst traps in K-pop ever in Might Just Die. And I still have a problem with Song Kyung El, but that doesn't matter. But they <laughs> they had a, a song Psycho that was more sort of like psychologically fucked up. Oh yeah, I remember that. I feel like we're reaching into the back of the K-pop archive because like nowadays you don't see the spooky ooky stuff anymore. Like you see like the more playful spooky. I kind of miss that. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a dark bitch, but like I love like the voodoo doll thing. I love seeing like the darker aesthetic, especially like knowing how hard Korea goes with like their horror movies. I feel like being able to have that reflected in a music video is like I don't know I just want more of it are we gonna ignore the fact that uh VAV initially debuted and they had a vampire concept look I'm not gonna lie I had no idea yeah they debuted and their like debut concept was vampires and it's one of those songs where it's like uh, like you know sometimes debuts aren't like a strong strong start and it's like one of those things is like we don't talk about that era Kind of like how people don't talk about Got Seven's Girl, Girls, Girls, Girls there <laughs> as well. Okay, that song's a banger. I don't care what anybody says. I know. Um, people are like, we don't talk about this one. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, guys, they did debut with the vampire concept at the very beginning. Just saying. If we're talking about like spooky, ooky things in K-pop music videos, I don't know if this is just me, but Seventeen's Fear, I was like, um, that's probably as spooky of, as we've gotten recently. Fear is, like, it's very dark. Like, I don't know if it constitutes, like, necessarily spooky, but, like, there's something about it that is very, like, intense and kind of creepy. Which is p- perfect for spooky season. I have a random one to throw in here. I just remember because I covered it when it came out. Um, the girl group Labum. Is that how you say it, anyway? Laboom. Oh, it is Laboom. Okay. Yeah. I always look at it as like Laubum or whatever, but they did uh, a spooky zombie song where like, it's not really necessarily spooky, but like June from You Kiss is like the main guy and he's a zombie and they essentially like kidnap him and try to turn him into like a normal person. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I definitely say that. I'll have to go back and look at that music video. I don't know. I just feel like this is the perfect time of year for all of these spooky things. What, since we are a little bit further out, like we, by the time this comes out, it will be the day before Halloween. Since we haven't seen much yet, what are we expecting for Halloween this year from the idols? Like, what are we thinking for the costumes this year? Or are we going to see cool Halloween dance practices? I mean, I'm sure we'll get the dance practices as normal. I just wonder, you know, like, if SM's going to do the party. I would think that there are going to be people that find creative ways to, like, deal with the needing to wear a mask thing and, like, incorporating that into a a costume. 
I want, I'm always looking forward to those who are promoting during live shows just to see what costumes they're wearing. I don't know. We'll probably get the special videos for Halloween. I wonder who's going to do it this year. Yeah, that's pretty much all I can think of. Ooh, actually, Dreamcatcher already released uh, like a special dance practice of Boca. Uh, and it was really cool because they said it was like the Korean zombie version, but it was like, you guys know the the uh, drama Kingdom, right? Yes. Yeah, so they were dressed up like for the first half, they were dressed up um, in like the old traditional hanbok. And then in the second half, it shows them like as undead zombies in that. So I thought that was really cool. I'm wondering since, no, Minho is still serving. I was about to say that we were going to, I was wondering if, since we have all of Shiny out of the military, if we're going to get an epic group costume again this year. But then I realized, no, Minho, why you got to serve your country like that? Didn't Minho say, like, he's not using his vacation days to get out early, too? Not only is he not using his vacation days, he is volunteering to train new soldiers. That is very Minho-like. Okay, overachiever. Like, we love you, Minho, but come home, please. Oh, as we speak, I guess Luna performed for KCON, and they're all Disney princesses. We love that. I hope Chu was Snow White, because I think she'd be perfect. I think Chu was Anna from Frozen. That is also a good costume for her. When Luna does, like, the darker concepts like they've been doing, I just, like, I can't see Chu like that. She's just, like, a, she's just a tiny, adorable human that, is not dark in any way, shape, or form. Have we talked about Vix's hide yet? Because, like, that's a really interesting take on the Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like, story. Vix does a lot of spooky things, but I don't think we've gotten very far into Hyde specifically. Hyde's, like, one of those where they take, like, a new spin on the idea, like, the, the back and forth of it. Also, when I think of Vix, what, which one was the one where they were cyborgs? Is that Error? Yeah, that's Error. Error, yeah. I always think of that one, too. Because that yeah. one's also kind of Error creepy. is, like, I don't know if spooky is the right word, but it's very dark and very sad. It's, like, tragic. I mean, Vix, wasn't that whole, like, all of those on the same album? Was that just a really fucked up album? Was I don't know if Hyde and Error were on the same album, but, like... Voodoo Doll was its own thing. Error was its own thing, I I believe, too. Oh, wait, but they included Error in the Chained Up album, too. Chained Up is another example of something that's really dark, and, I mean, it was kind of kinky. Like, I didn't really want to say <laughs> it, but it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, the bonding contract in the album. Come on. Can I just say, though, the chokers that they're wearing, I really want one. I agree. I'm pretty sure Vix was one of the first groups to pull that nonsense, too. Also, uh, the the trilogy that they did based off of the gods, the Zelos, Hades, and Kratos album, but specifically were Hades, iconic. specifically Hades, where they sampled from Moonlight uh, Sonata for fantasy. Oh yeah, fantasy is a good example of something that is super dark because if I remember correctly too, that video it's like the setting is like a really dark, creepy, like foggy forest. Yeah, that music video was like one of the darkest in terms of lighting in that music video that I've ever seen for a K-pop music video. Ooh, hey, Jordan. <laughs> we like, can you watch this real quick? For those who may not have caught our last two weeks ago, Jordan was a guest on our podcast and it, it was a fun time. 
definitely check out his YouTube channel if you haven't. Maybe this is just me, but do you guys know the song The Eye by Infinite? Yes, that music video too. Like, the music video itself is just, like, Maze Runner-esque, but when they stage the song, like, their costumes, when they stage it, give me super, like, spooky time vibes. I want to say, it's like, what else has uh, Infinite done? Like, they've done a, a quite a few um, darker music videos, too. Yeah, Bad. Um, bad isn't, like, spooky, but you can tell it has, like, the dark aura. Back, though, that song involves, like gang beatings and shit is wild if we're getting into that territory let's talk about skydive and one shot oh yeah (laughs) bap goes hard as fuck when they do stuff like that the skydive we i know we've talked about the skydive music video because it's long but like it's ruthless i don't want to say who the person is because like spoilers but i hate it and what he does is awful (laughs) i mean my Everyone's going to be like, of course, this would be your favorite part. But my favorite part of that music video is the literal beginning where they're literally just, like, shooting people. And you can see, like, the blood splatter. And I'm just like, damn! Yeah, I feel like K-pop is, like, either it goes, like, really, really hard or doesn't even touch that territory. And BAP was just like, fuck it. And just went, like, way too hard. For those who may not know, four out of the six of them reunited recently. And so the fandom is quaking at large okay so i know we're recording this earlier than like when some stuff comes out but do you guys think um any of the comebacks for the end of october are going to be uh super spooky twice well obviously twice but (laughs) Uh, well like based off the teasers for their album i don't know in terms of like the music video teaser because well i guess it kind of gives clueless kind of vibes from the outfits because they went the retro route for this upcoming album but it depends on what the rest of the songs i for me personally i don't like to listen to those album spoilers or the one where it plays snippets because i'd like to go into the album blind but we'll see um uh but uh there there's one uh era i wanted to bring up but it, it's an era that also everybody doesn't talk about exo's wolf Okay. Oh God. Okay. I I love Wolf. I will I will be a <laughs> an advocate for Wolf my entire life. I don't care how cringy it is. It is kind of interesting though. It, it like, is because they decided to go that. I was like, oh okay. We have a couple new groups coming out at the end of the month, don't we? So like PH One and PH Harmony or whatever their name is, and Drippin. Yeah. Um, Wulum's new group and. I'm just like, hmm, are they going to debut with dark, spooky concepts? I think P1 Harmony is leaning that way. I don't usually look at teasers for anything, um, just because, like, I would rather watch the whole, whole, like, music video by itself. But from, like, the snippets that I've seen, they seem like they're going darker. You know who's been going down that dark realm a little bit? G-Friend. I live for it, though. Like, they've been going down that route of, like, the more darker, mature concepts, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here for it. There, it's not a spooky music video, but, like, the costumed is um, Cat Cat and Dog by completely blanking TXT. TXT. <laughs> like, they're, they're in, like, costumes, and then even when they staged it, they wore, like, animal ear headbands. Um, 
And they also, they had their whole spooky wizard thing. And their new comeback, which I think is out. I think it's out. Their AR-themed comeback. Like, they're different characters in, like, this game. One second. Google, YouTube will tell me if who the was, song is Who is that girl group that did the Harry Potter theme? What? Wasn't that TXT, too? No, 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 no. There's a girl group. That, like, their song is Mr. Potter. But I'm, like, I'm blinking out on who that was. I, oh, God. You know what? Oh, DIA. There we go. I was, like, who did that concept? One more thing before we move on from the spooky stuff. Uh, for people that don't know, Korea has a number of spooky superstitions uh, that people like to bring up during Halloween time. The one I don't understand is don't sleep with the fan on. Like, you won't die if you leave the fan on when you sleep. See, my thought process there is that the fan's going to fall on you, and that's my greatest fear in life. Wait, Amber, since you are living in Korea during Halloween, what, what goes on? Um, if it wasn't COVID time, there is a massive Halloween party in Itaewon that you would go to. Um, there's actually rumblings right now because the media is trying to say that if there is a COVID outbreak that spikes in Korea again, it's going to be in Itaewon because of Halloween. So, like, everyone is a little on edge when it comes to that. But, like, you don't trick-or-treat really here. It's more of, like, an older people holiday here. Like, the kids can get into it, but it's not really something that's celebrated like we would in the West. One of the uh, superstitions that uh, especially affects the music industry is that they say that, like, if you hear a ghost or something in the recording room, then the song is going to be, like, super successful. Yeah, like, uh, oh, uh, they they recently did it as a episode. Uh, Going Seventeen did uh for their Seventeen's YouTube mini series that they've been doing. They did a haunted house run, and allegedly Hoshi B Eight and Wanu saw this girl like sitting in one of the rooms, and they're and they're like, all the other members are like, I didn't see anybody. Dude, dude. And- I saw clips of that on, like, a spooky YouTube channel, like, a completely unrelated channel that just does spooky stuff, talked about, showed clips of Seventeen doing this, like, haunted house. It was, like, a haunted attraction or something um, for, like, a, you know, they were shooting going Seventeen. So they had actors in the abandoned place that were basically tormenting the boys. But you can catch on camera all three of them going into this room and seeing something that is clearly not on the camera. Like, I think it was either Minghao or Hoshi, but somebody, like, looks in the corner, and then you see them, like, bowing, like, and apologizing. And there's, I think like, that was Hoshi. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing was- there. I was like, I've never been so freaked out watching one of those things, because I'm like, I don't know if this is really good editing, if that's real, or if that actually happened, because at the end of the episode, they turn out, they turn on all the lights again, and they go back to the room, and there's no one there. See, my only thing is that the three of them could have staged that to make it more spooky. Right, but I'm I just like, regardless, it's like one of those things where you're like, <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. Thinking about the superstitions again, um, is we as K-pop fans kind of have some. I know one that I know particular is Itaemin, Itaemin, Itaemin. Like, you say it three times and it will bring you good luck. And I... 
don't quite remember where that came from. And I'm just like, the first time I saw it, I'm like, why does Taman bring you good luck when you say his name three times? Like, someone please tell me. That's really random. I've never heard that one before. Me either. I wrote about it in a whole article I'm trying to pull up right now. There's there's definitely a lot more, like, interesting superstitions uh, that come from Korea. All you have to do is Google and find some stuff. So, like, if you're bored, that's a great thing to look up. But um, So, for today, we're going to go ahead and move on to our uh, underrated artist. Uh, and this week, we're talking about Bandit. That's how it's pronounced, but it's spelled B-V-N-D-I-T. And the main reason I did this is because their debut song is called Hocus Pocus. And I was like, that's on brand. So we might as well check them out for now. I'm going to be real with everyone. I did not like this group. Like I only, I knew Jungle and Dum Dum, but overall when they don't have the flavor of girl group that I like. And I think it's because they kind of came out at the same time Everglow did. And I hated Bandit's release, but I really, really liked Bone Choke a lot. So that's my vote. I'm sorry, friends. For for those that don't know, also uh, Bandit came out of the same group as uh, the or the same company uh, that Chungha is in. So uh, that's a lot of pressure, if you ask me. Because I don't know. I don't think it's really possible to, you know, measure up to Chungha. Bandit's like one of those girl groups. Like I've heard them in passing. And, like, I never got the chance to listen to them until, like, we chose them for this week. And I actually really like their songs, but um, it's more of a B-side off their their newest album, Come and Get It. I, that has, I guess it's because it has that same sound that, I think, was it Cherry Bomb from NCT has? Like, it, when you listen to it, you know what I'm talking about. But I'm just like, oh, I can get behind this. Um, I'm not too big of a, like, it has to grow on me for their, like, debut releases, but their newest album is actually not that bad to me. Yeah, so I covered their debut when it came out, and, like, I feel like Hocus Pocus is, like, it's a decent song. There's nothing about it that's bad, but, like, in the same vein, there's nothing about it that's particularly good or that stands out, and I think that's kind of been their problem for the most part. Um, Their second second release uh the title track dumb was written by pentagon's huey so that sort of you know anytime another idol comes out and says like hey i wrote this people pay attention but i still feel like that didn't solidify anything for them so far i would say jungle has probably done the best that's my favorite song that they've done i would say um but it's still i feel like it's it's like lacking like an x factor if that makes sense there's something in there that's not pushing it as far as it could go. I think it's because they haven't found their specific sound just yet. That one thing that'll make them click and it'll turn that leaf over. I mean, they're not a bad group. I think it's just, it takes some time to let their songs grow on you. Interesting point, because I feel like you can't really describe when a group has found their sound, but like you know it when you hear it. Right, like I think like when you when you look at a group, it's just like, you know that they're, for for example, we'll take Red Velvet, for example, they know that they can switch between the R&B and the, um, the more cutesy pop sound, but you know, like, more predominantly when they go into their darker sounds, like Peekaboo, Bad Boy, 
Psycho, you know, like, oh, that's a Red Velvet song. You know, that's Red Velvet. And I feel like for Bandit, they haven't found that thing that works for them. I think that's probably the main struggle for a lot of like rookie groups and for, you know, other groups that haven't had the chance to take off is that finding what works can be a very difficult process. Most definitely, especially like the the playing field is so oversaturated. So it's like, how do you make yourself stand out? And I think that's like something that we always talk about whenever we introduce these rookie groups, because it's like, there's potential. We always see the potential in these groups, but it's like, what's going to give that, that extra oomph that'll take them to that level? And like we say every week that just because a group may not be our flavor, they could definitely be yours. So even if like Bandit wasn't my flavor, but it, you could find something that you like more and that like could click with you. Yeah, so definitely, you know, check out Bandit's re- latest release for yourself, form your own opinions. And I, I don't know, don't think there's much else to say about that. Um, so any, you know, final comments, thoughts from you guys? By the time this episode is out, be safe, everybody. Be responsible. Socially distance because it is Halloween. Just, and hey, it's a full moon on Halloween, just saying. So it's going to be a wild Halloween this year in terms of how things go on a full moon. But yeah, just be safe, have fun, enjoy when you can't, how you can. Yeah. Thanks for listening for this week's episode. Ditto. Everything Jay said. Also, we are taking a little break uh, this week. So you won't see a new episode on November 6th, but we will be returning to you the following week on November 13th. So don't miss us too much. I didn't know there was going to be a full moon on Halloween. I'm staying inside. I don't trust weird, spooky <laughs> shit in the forest. <laughs> hey, they say, they say when the full moon's out, the crazies come out. Just saying. That's like, okay, I watch way too many, like, YouTube scary story narrations to even, like, fuck with going outside in that situation. Oh, you know what? What me and Roxy are going to do? Watch Corpse. Yes. I'm going to watch Corpse Husband until I die. Not to get off topic, but I'm sipping hard. And as always, uh, we'll have content up every day on our website covering the new stuff, the spooky stuff, everything in between. So this has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.